everyone, welcome back to our podcast, Nolika Twang. I am your hostess with the mostest for today, Shads, and I'm here with your two favorites, Dougie and Leslie. How's your week been, guys? It's been good. Well, good is relative. I guess staying home is good, but under the conditions, not really. Kind of scary, nerve-wracking, but good otherwise. And Dougie? Uh, how do I describe my week? It's It feels like something from Netflix. It literally feels like something from Netflix. <laughs> Well, for me, I feel the same. Definitely getting that bird box vibe. <laughs> I think we're nearing that. But otherwise, it's been fairly manageable. It hasn't gotten too bad yet. And I'm hoping it doesn't get worse. We're crossing fingers. So I guess we have a lot to talk about today. Let's get into it. <laughs> Well, it seems everybody on them are talking about COVID-19, so it only makes sense that we're talking about it too. And Leslie, how do you feel about COVID-19 and what's happening here in the six? It's so interesting that this pandemic has gone from like something that people were speaking about in kind of like passing a few months ago to now being the center of all the news, all the news outlets, social media. It's crazy how an illness like this seems to be changing the pathways of our lives. I have spent a lot of time watching news, as I said, and yesterday, which is day one of most people's work from home, I was like, glued to the screen on my phone screen on Twitter, like seeing all of the tweets about how people are coping with work from home. What is the latest update on the cases? Today they had the declaration of a state of emergency in, in Ontario. And I was just like, this just feels surreal that all of this is happening basically all at once. And then there is a fear about it. I mean, we're from the Caribbean where we were accustomed to things like hurricane and I mean, we watch news and see tsunami in Asian countries and Indonesian countries, so we cannot have an understanding of natural disasters. But this is like something we can't see. We can see the effects of it, but we can't see it, so we can't prepare for it. And then the the mass panicked purchasing of toilet paper. I don't understand why. We're all trying to understand. Like, are they going to build a fort? Are they going to build a fort? I don't understand. But all of those things, it was just compounded to the point where there's a level of anxiety that surrounds this illness that you wouldn't normally have. Like, I don't suffer from anxiety or anything like that. But it's that, that metaphor when they say you can't turn away from like a train crash or something like that. You just don't know <laughs> when's the end point and you have to keep watching it and then that's one side of the coin and as I had mentioned earlier it's the beginning of work from home so like everyone I've been in dialogue and I'm like oh, how are you managing work from home I mean I'm sure you're happy that you're with family there's no commuting time you can snack when you want you can nap when you want you know just to, to lighten the humor of it all but it's weird in the same sense because the social spaces it's all about, well, you should be glad that you have this time to slow down because life is always going so fast. Go learn, of course. Full disclosure, I was just so overwhelmed by reading about COVID, going down these threads and threads that are interlinked with other threads on Instagram, on Twitter, whatever. I signed up for probably like 15 online courses. Will I take any of them? Will I actually complete that class? Chances are slim, but you just have this sense of urgency that you need to do these things because this is some sort of 
time in history where everything is frozen and if you don't do everything right now to pursue your purpose you have wasted your life so that's just my general initial feeling on the whole thing I am so disheartened at the fact that people have to die from well they don't have to die I heard I saw what happened to Vanessa Hudgens they don't have to die it's not inevitable but the the rate of deaths it's up there abroad it's the ones abroad I mean right now Canada is like registering maybe I think six and we don't know what's gonna multiply to but it's so scary yeah like we had our first here in Ontario in the Muskoka area Mm -hmm. granted it was an elderly man not to say that age it doesn't matter how old you are death is not anything you wish on anyone it is unfortunate rest in peace to that man and prayers to his family and friends and that's a part of the thing too because we have been warned young people stop being jerks stay home exactly and then you have spring break in full swing in florida and i'm just like are you guys (laughs) kidding me like full beaches and I'm, their challenges kiss or smack girls walking around like I will kiss her or smack her I don't know what that means but kisses on the cheek and I'm just like there's so much germs on your face like they keep saying don't touch your face and you're making someone with grimy ass lips <sighs> and then I, I think I read something about a football coach European football which is not American football which is what we grew up with he was like 20 and he died from it because he had pneumonia and he didn't know or he knew and there's just so much happening today honestly after i felt so overwhelmed yesterday i was just like you know i just can't do this anymore <laughs> i feel overwhelmed i feel sad i feel freaked out i feel like i'm unproductive i feel like too much is happening at once i just unplugged well, the and then best I went we and could watched, do like binge watch that series the best we can do is just to remain positive and not find ourselves being overwhelmed by all the information that's coming towards us and I do want to get Dougie's take on this as someone who is in the workforce and seeing the impact that a lot of people are facing with this COVID-19 and all these changes that the federal government and the provincial governments and the municipal government has been putting in place. Dougie, how do you feel about what COVID-19 popping on and popping about? Wow. Uh, (laughs) He's clearly trying to like stop the flow like he's trying to come for people's bags (laughs) i think about covid when it started initially in asia it seemed like something that was so far away and that if we had taken the necessary steps then canada would just be you know a thought you know you know what if but you know borders weren't closed and and different things happened and uh Mm -hmm. covid is now here on our shores and with that being said a lot of changes have happened I think one of the things that just resonates with me uh, since this COVID outbreak is the fact that you practice good hygiene, but the funny thing is now you are, I feel like we're overdoing it because we're not quite sure how it spread. We don't know which surfaces have been touched by someone who, who has possibly tested positive or don't know they're positive. It's this ailment that you don't know how to get it and not get it and we're there's so much information floating around about covid what it is how you get it how to prevent it but at the same time it is frightening for people like me who 
are part of the workforce, but blessed enough to be able to work from home, having a company that thinks about the the well-being of their customers as well as as the people that work for them or their employer or, or their employees. It's you know, life goes on for me, but at the same time, there are people who don't have the same opportunities, people who work on the front mm-hmm. line like nurses and doctors. And, you know, I'm pretty sure they wish they had work from home days, even though they they signed up for something that is ideally to save lives. I'm pretty sure that they have the same fears. Yeah, Um, they need a break too. I think earlier today I was talking to someone who works in a retirement home. And one of the concerns was that there weren't enough gloves for people. And Mm. it was like, oh, gloves are something that you, you can use if there's an outbreak here, but like not necessarily. Um, So people are a little bit like taken aback by this because you're told that it is very contagious, but at the same time for people who work in the medical field, there aren't enough, you know, medical supplies that are around for them. And when they're here, people are stealing them. Yeah. So they're they're even local civil, like just regular citizens are buying up all these medical supplies that are essential to those people who are working in it. And it's like, do you really need all that? Do you really need to be stockpiling on masks and gloves when there are people who really need to be using them who are having a hard time getting a hold of them? Like companies are sold out of it and backlogged on it. And it's just, it's not okay. And the governments are looking for them. Like they're searching for ventilators. They're trying to put in orders from all over the world, but they don't know when it's going to get here. And then you back to the point about like old and age homes the old and age homes have staff that are on lockdown with the older people when their stock runs out it's not like they can go and like bring in a new set of people like those people don't have 14 days to quarantine themselves before they come on their shift so these things that the selfish people don't seem to care about it, it's so i don't know it's sad the funny thing is the toilet paper wars yes. like i can someone out there please what are you guys doing email us send us a dm shoot us a tweet i'll give all that info at the end someone explain to us what this toilet paper situation is all about because i am lost i mean there are bidet attachments that you can buy there are portable (laughs) bidets that you can buy I mean, wipes that you could use. I mean, back in the day, our ancestors, regardless of where your ancestors were from, they were using something that was not made from Charmin or, or Brown Tear, whatever. Hashtag it was a three-ply. So what are we missing here? I mean, we're not taking the time out to think about these old people. Oh I God. feel so bad for old people who can't make it to the store and then you go into like uh, grocery stores and there's nothing Mm-mm. there's absolutely nothing you can't get hand sanitizer anymore and then when you go online there's some ridiculous prices there's one guy who stocked up on so much hand sanitizer that they banned him from like every online site i do respect the companies who have made the effort to catch i'm not going to call names because we're not sponsored by them uh, but everyone at this point should kind of know if they've been paying attention that a lot of companies have been cracking down or have correction cracked down on that and blocked a lot of accounts from people who are being absolutely disgusting and selfish and overcharging for these things that they shouldn't have been stockpiling and buying to like resell because people are in fear and just want to try and remain as sanitized as possible. It's not right. And the fact that 
I do respect one of the big, they call themselves a pharmacy, but they're kind of more than that. I do respect the fact that they've set a specific time where it's just elderly people or people who are not able to do things so freely on their own. They've allotted a time for them to do their shopping. And I love that. The first hour of shopping yes, goes to elderly people. Exactly. Yeah. I respect that. And I appreciate that they're doing that. And there are supermarkets that have no, I don't know why it took them so long, put in place that there's only a limit of two packs of toilet paper to be purchased. That's something that should have been there from the beginning. But the fact that the corporations who sell these toilet papers had to put out a statement, there is more than enough toilet paper to go around people. There is no reason to be stockpiling. It's really sad. I mean, I have a question though. I mean, we've all watched like these apocalyptic kind of films. I mean, I'm like a sucker for those. I used to like be like a huge Walking Dead fan, you know, until like the zombies became like super just inconsistent. But <laughs> I, I never watched the show, so I don't. What understand. does that even mean? You know, I know me that I I don't know either. I don't watch anything like that, so I have no point of reference. Here's my thing. You know, before Twilight, like vampires had rules, but now, like in Twilight, I remember watching like oh, they shimmer, and I'm like, what the hell? They shimmer? Like, what does that mean? Oh, they can go outside. I'm like, okay, that totally. You know <laughs> what I think about vampires now in like. The Walking Dead, and I, this is totally unrelated. Like, it can go from dead silence to like a horde of zombies, and they're loud. Like, they're zombies. They're super loud. How can you not hear them? <laughs> they're dragging their feet. Ridiculous. Like Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Shaun of the Dead zombies. Those yeah. ones were quiet. They should have just zombie land. The zombies are like super fast, and they can climb and yeah like, <laughs> where are the rules that are applicable and the reason why i'm saying that is because i've watched so many post-apocalyptic stuff because that's that is literally my thing i've never seen toilet paper <laughs> i've seen powdered food but i've never seen that's in no survival kids that's in the best no survival part is kids. toilet paper the best is part not about it is to i was in the supermarket the other day i want to say friday i have bad memories these days old age and covid <laughs> Don't call on COVID, probably. Better you than us. <laughs> Better and, you than us saying that it's old age. I was just trying to understand why the vitamin section was still full. There was a lot of vitamin D Listen. and vitamin C on the shelves. And I'm like, people, if anything, you should be boosting your immune system, not toilet paper stocking. That's like all those memes of all the soap being left in the supermarket <laughs> with all the tissue being gone. And everybody's like, so you don't plan to wash your hands? Okay, First cool. of all, That's if fine. we never take vitamins thing. before this COVID thing, I'm a mean <laughs> take them now. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. I know, I know. Like, I'm not adding that to yeah, my routine for sure. I, That's not my new thing. No. I drink my Cerisy tea every day, twice a day. And I always have my vitamins, so COVID not touch me. And yes, that might sound ignorant, I mean, but I'm just saying I am blessed by my grandmother's prayers and sericity. I take my vitamins, but I'm saying that to everybody who's like rushing toilet paper, like they didn't take vitamins. So <laughs> why are we prioritizing vitamins? Have you ever seen like someone do like a food run in like a post-apocalyptic film and they're going for, for vitamins? Never. 
<laughs> but there's always, it's always some crap candy and it. some crap you know what I mean? popcorn there's or something. There's a medical supply, though, that everyone's rushing to. So, I mean, maybe I should stockpile on the medical supplies because people have to come to me if it does Where? turn out to be. <laughs> you tell me I don't want nobody coming to me. How about that? There will be a little slot no. in the door. You had your time to stockpile. No, this is not. We're not running no shop. No, no, shop? no, 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 no. Go to your shoppers. No shop here. No corner shop. No boxwood shop. No shop. They have a shoppers on the corner. If you want to go somewhere else, I don't care where you go to Rexall's, go do your thing. I am not running a shop from my yard, and I'm certainly not going to be making nobody bang for my doorbell. Serve for, for getting them t- tissue. No, 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 no. When are they upon that? No. Guys, just in case, call me. I do have some wipes here. It's 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 biodegradable, all that good stuff, and it's flushable. So. Oh, are they antibacterial? Are they antibacterial? Because that's another thing too. Do you know that people are really big mad about everyone's buying wipes? They're just buying wipes in droves, and then they're buying all the baby wipes, and everybody's like, "This does not help you disinfect anything." They're for mm. babies' butts. They're for your they face. You're not trying to wear makeup with your socially isolating. Like, what? what? But yeah, going back to all of it, I do <sighs> genuinely feel bad for all the people who are impacted because, yeah, they've closed the bars, they've closed the movie theaters, the restaurants, and all these people. There are people who are laid off or being laid off. We don't know if it's temporary or permanent. And it's just, it's a sad time because, especially people who may have already had a hard time getting that job they're literally wondering what is actually going to happen do you think that's the worst though there are people who left this country and they they're not permanent residents they're not citizens and they probably just have a work permit or a student visa exactly they went back home and they're stuck back home so think about having insurance here and not having insurance back home and being stuck and there's a there's a pandemic like my cousin was mentioning to me my cousin who's in jamaica like she was mentioning to me how um one of her friends they're on co-op and they just basically said you know what with everything that's going on they're just going to give you the credit because can't work so there's and they're on a student visa so there's just so much impact but speaking of back home maybe we could even touch on how we feel about covid back home in jamaica and how it's impacting our families and friends All right, so since we've dived in as deep as we could with COVID here in the six in Canada in general, we wanted to touch on how we feel about the impact that it's having back home in Jamaica and with our families. Dougie, how do you feel? Um, so story time, story time. So on Sunday, my grandmother went to church because the, the the bishop or whomever said it was okay to go for three hours and she shook someone's hand. I was livid because she shouldn't have left her yard and she should have never touched nobody. But the thing about it is that Jamaicans and older people, they've seen so many epidemics, pandemics, so many things, measles, um, they've seen polio, 
Mums and rubella. You just call out things now, though. And polio. <laughs> and polio. No, those are what you got. You got vaccine for when you're a child. MMR. You don't have the big that's, something that's, by your hand. It's measles, mumps, and rubella. That's BCG. That's BCG. That's BCG. What that mean before? It's, it's a long what, word, before which what? is why it has been called BCG for years. <laughs> Mrs. Mumps and Rubella, yeah, as you were. So, um, my concern really for for Jamaica are older people. Like my grandmother, she lives she lives alone, and uh, she is diabetic, and that is a concern for me because she's in isolation constantly, but there wasn't a risk of contracting anything. The fact that she's so friendly, she's so nice, and uh, she's like the mother of the community, people are going to come to her. People are going to eat by her house. They're going to hug her. They're going to shake her hand. They're going to tell her how awesome she is. And this usually includes a touch. And to me, that is terrifying. Because while she has phones, the fact that we've allowed her to self-isolate is is for this purpose of not being infected. So she's not by she's not by my mom's, um, she's not by anybody else's. She's by herself because that is how we're protecting her, and that that is a fear. I do fear for anybody else who I'm close to, surrogate moms or you know people who are out there. Jamaica is a great country, but the healthcare isn't the best, and I'm scared for pregnant women. I'm scared for old people the only good thing i could think about in all this is that my dad's mom is actually a u.s citizen so i'm pretty sure if she hasn't already gone back to the state she's making her way there and and i'm happy for that because that's one life safe that you know hopefully but she's going back to new york so then there's still a concern but for people back home my concern has has to do with like the health system yeah Leslie, how, how are you feeling about it? What, what are your... I, I listened to Dougie a while ago, and while I completely understand his perspective and I empathize because my grandma lives alone too, and I was talking to my dad today, and he's just like, he bought her gloves, and he's just like, stay in the house. Like, we know you like to go and, you know, just go around and meet people stay in the house so that fair for the elderly I think that's just going to be a global issue right now but my thing is that and this goes back to how in tune I am with the social platforms and trying to keep abreast with what's happening Jamaica has been lauded for having a first world response to this in terms of how they've shut down everything how quickly they've shut down everything I think in in total, I think we have 12 cases and then we had like when we had 40 persons in quarantine. I'm not sure for the exact statistics right now. They're a bit like a new ward on the hospital itself to isolate the persons who are suspected cases. There's only so much they can do yeah. with the limited resources and the doctors that are on the front line that have to work on it are also, of course, at risk. And it's a double-edged sword. We're in the quote on the general understanding of it is if you're young and relatively healthy you'll pass like a relative cold but if you're young and relatively healthy and don't you know could. you have an underlying yeah. issue to use a jamaican <laughs> term yep. dog debbie supper and <laughs> but it's true and that's the the thing like i never want to discredit our health workers and i want to discredit the people who are on the front lines in any country fighting and for 
a developing country, because we stop using third world, developing country, Jamaica is doing what they can. But facts are facts. And facts are, if we close our borders, like how Canada closed our borders to non-nationals, and if the, the medical equipment comes in through the wharf and the COVID can stay on surfaces up to nine days, depending on the surface, the nine days, it takes for it to sit on the wharf, to sanitize, it not going to make it in time for somebody who was really dire ill, somebody who um, is elderly, who has to use a ventilator, ventilator machine. And, you know, as I said earlier in the podcast, there's all of these fears based on the international stories. And when there were stories about Italy, which is through the roof with deaths and cases, confirmed cases where there are stories of doctors having to choose between healthy or young. Who do you give the ventilator to? Stuff like that. Italy, yeah. It, yep. People in our age yeah. group. And, yeah, yeah. So it, those sort of things, those sort of things like give you cause for pause. You don't ever want to discredit the medical professionals, but you have to also be a realistic. Or country can't, well, or island, because we're not another country, or island cannot manage an influx of covid it cannot manage a five thousand cases like i think the population is 2.8 million if if (laughs) if, yeah it's just been two billion gradual 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 it just can't reach the all now um but if god forbid a hundred thousand people get it is that rough you know like hang up well let's hope it never gets something like that that. well and Mm. i said that's because good and I said that's a good thing because we have essential. We the government has mandated that only essential workers go to work. Everybody has that to work from home. KF- so any company that was in the dark ages, yeah, KFC. Well, KFC actually service. changed their interrupt. thing down there um, before it but, was free for all with their uh, fountain drinks, the refill. But now it's only one pour, and that's it. No more going back. Yeah, no, but that's the thing though because. Yeah. You see, that's a whole other thing now because KFC was one of the last men standing. Burger King, they stopped it from when um, I think mothers probably still do it. But KFC was one of those who had the juice dispensers. After they just give you a cup and you, you fill up your old drinks. Now they're going to give it to you behind the counter. You're going to have limited flavors. And there's the whole belief that that's going to become the new norm. And then that's going to cause a, con- um, a controversy. Well, not a controversy. Clearly some squabbling because... Well- KFC there. Manala, your KFC expensive, from but we I can't see, stop eating Jamaica. People, and from what I see, people want him a lot of Jamaicans have been understanding about it as well. Of course, we like to joke about a lot of stuff too, um, because you got to find the humor in all of the madness, right? Um, but I, from what I hear, everyone is taking it well, and there are people who are following instructions and crime has gone down in a lot of areas so there is some positive crime was on pause for 24 <laughs> hours before the monday figure out all this COVID didn't work like yeah. okay if i shoot him from if so, i shoot I him mean, from six feet away like, okay. the positive yeah. to the negative um that's going on but like with francois i too like have my grandparents there and my grandfather love walk about him love walker streets and he of the two of them are um he's a more able body one but of course our concerns are there because it's the same thing that you guys said the healthcare isn't the cheapest it's not ideal and just to worry that there are people who do check on them every now and then and it's like okay well we don't really want anyone near you guys and even before it came to Jamaica, like my grandma was calling and talking to us, worried for our safety. 
um, and just that we just need to be safe. And now it's like we're returning the same to her, but with greater worry because of her age and um, her medical situation. So, I mean, overall, my family, they've been following instructions and just trying to do their part. But it is it's a scary time. It's a scary time knowing how the system is there and we're here and with travel bans, it's not like we can up and go. <laughs> we're stuck until further notice. I mean, I don't tell my grandmother. I said to her, I said, listen, friend, I said, we're all stuck. <laughs> Nobody is coming to see you, so you cannot. Like, die. I know people who, like, they have a funeral in the, in the West Indies and they weren't able to go. And imagine not being able to go to your parents' funeral because there's a travel ban. It's literally a matter of life or death. It is. It's it's heartbreaking. But I know this whole thing, it could be something that we talk about for hours on end. But we'll have to wrap it up, unfortunately, and mull over it amongst each other off air. So before we go, just wanted to get some final takes, final thoughts from you guys. How you feel about the overall thing, Dougie? People just be kind. That's the one thing I can say to you. Be kind. Uh, be mindful of certain things. Um, we are going through a shortage of certain things that you do need to survive this COVID apocalypse. If you're in the Caribbean, whites and some aloe vera makes a very <laughs> yeah, man. makeshift kind of, what's that thing called? Hand sanitizer. So feel free to use that. Just be kind to people. Be mindful if you're sick. Just stay away. The same, the same way you would if you have a cold or the flu, just stay away. And people here, we just need to just keep abreast of what is happening because it is it is scary when you are on the ground and when there's so many uncertainties with work, with your rent or your mortgage, with car payments. Just have just have hope and faith in the system. And um, there are talks about a vaccine, so I'm hoping that happens soon. Uh, not just for my sake, but for people worldwide, because people are in fact dying. Leslie, just be mindful. We all have the one earth to share. We all bleed blood. It's all red. So think of everybody on earth, anyone you have to cross paths with as extended family, one way or another. And you wouldn't want any family to lose, to any family to be grieving, especially your own. So treat everyone with kindness and compassion and i concur with and be patient you guys government said to practice uh some social distancing that doesn't mean not talking to people you could still pick up the phone and talk to people learn a new hobby learn a new language read a book that you haven't read something do well, I'm never learn a new language and when i learn <laughs> the language of the people wow can you be any more no, may I talk? <laughs> um we need to be, we need to no, be learn exactly, with girl. You don't exactly. Just after find this. ways to better ourselves and improve our mental and physical health in the meantime until this passes because we will get through it, everyone. So despite all that's been happening through the chaos, we're not going to forget our segment, our beautiful Big Up. Today's Big Up goes to Julie Black. Julie Black is a true Canadian icon named as one of the 25 greatest Canadian singers ever by CBC Music. She has been dubbed Canada's queen 
of R&B and soul. As a platinum-selling recording artist, her music career has yielded multiple singles, reaching the top 10 pop, R&B, and dance music charts. She has taken home Juno and Gemini Awards, earned industry accolades, and was hand-selected to sing for the Queen of England. With her powerhouse vocals, hilarious personality, and love of people, Julie Black truly is every woman. Her passion for philanthropy has taken her from the shanty towns of Bangladesh to the villages of South Africa and all across Canada. As a woman of faith, she champions important causes and uses her career as a platform to celebrate and inspire the greatness that lies within each of us. And with that, we big up Julie Black. Round of applause. Julie, big up Round yourself. Of applause. Big up. So before we close out, guys, we're going to leave you with a very fitting Jamaican proverb. And disclaimer, I'm going to leave me alone with my pato because I've been out of the country very long. So I don't chat pato all the time. Wow. <laughs> and every... <laughs> that was kind of rough. Low me no man. May I try, may I try a thing. And everything soak up water sponge. <laughs> 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 one more time, one more time for the fans. Guys, one more time for the fans. For the fans. We one more time. Had her say this at least three times prior. I'm just saying. We did. We tried to lie. train her, but stop you know, we 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 tried. We tried. We did a How lot of test runs, but this the was the best. Best take. One more take. Variation. Not even the basilic. This is the watered down version. This is the mixed with Canada version. This is the Chet. This is the Chet. This is the Chet Hans version. All right, we're waiting. One more time. Version. And now everything soak up water, sponge. Translation: It is not everything that soaks up water is a sponge. Meaning, don't take things as face value when making a decision, as not everything is as it appears. And in the light with all the information that we're getting these days, guys, be mindful of what you're reading and filter through as much as possible. Before we go, don't forget to visit us on our socials. We finally have a Twitter, guys. So it's no longer just IG. And they're both Nolikatwang. And I think we spelled it out for you numerous times, but we're going to do it once more. That's N-U-H-L-I-K-K-L-E-T-W-A-N-G. Nolikatwang. And feel free to send us an email at no.likkletwang at gmail.com. Until next time, walk good.